Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message from Pastor Caleb. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. Today I want to talk about, well, we're going to continue this series that I've been in now for, I think this is the sixth week. Uh, it's the vision that I've entitled, uh, the, uh, excuse me, the series I've entitled Next. And it's about vision. And in the last few weeks we've talked about in order to regain vision and environment affects God-given vision. Um, and I'm not talking about sight. When I say vision, I'm talking about what God has called us to do as an individual and as a church. But environment can affect vision. It can blur vision. And uh, so today, in the, last, in the last couple of weeks, we have talked about in order to regain vision, the vision that God has given us as a church and as a people, we have to go back. We have to go back and remember, what is it that God told us? What is it that God spoke to us? Some of you say, I've never heard God speak to me. Well, I think you have, but you've probably ignored the voice of God. Um, I, I've never heard God, I don't know, does God speak? Oh, yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. And, and, and he's speaking every day right here through his word. Amen. If you've ever told, if you've ever, if you've ever heard a voice that said, "Don't do that, don't commit that sin," that was the Lord speaking to you. If you ever heard the Lord say, "Do," that, or that voice that says, "You need to do that," and it was biblical, that was the Lord talking to you. The Lord speaks; He gives direction; He gives instruction. And we've been looking at this verse as our foundational text: Proverbs chapter twenty-nine, verse eighteen. It says, without revelation, the people run wild. But one who follows divine instruction will be happy, will be blessed. Without revelation, without vision. The King James Version says without vision. And I'll tell you today that without vision, without vision and a revelation, of who Jesus is and what he says, you will run wild. You will run wild, you will run hard, you will run fast, but you won't like where you get to. You won't like the end destination. But something changes and something happens when you get a revelation of who Jesus is, who you are in Christ, and what he wants to do in your life. You say, well, I don't, you know, does God tell you everything about your life? No, he doesn't. Thank God. Thank God he didn't let me know what was going to happen last year. I would have, I'd have lost my mind waiting on it to happen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We can't handle everything, but God does give us a snapshot, a glimpse into his promises that he has for our lives. And that's what I want to talk about. In order to talk about this, I want to go back to something that God spoke to me in 2015. He gave me something very simple. It's been at the foundation of our church. It's our mission here at Remnant Church, and it's this. Relationship with Christ. It's not hard. Relationship with each other. And relationship with our community. God has called us to do this. This is who we are. First and foremost, relationship with Christ. It should be our priority. We should be creating an environment where people can have a relationship with Christ. You need to make sure that you have a relationship with Christ. And that your relationship with Christ is not dry and not stale. That's the difference between religion and what we've got. Religion is dry and stale. Religion is showing up because you got to show up and going through these liturgical motions and singing these songs and, and praying this prayer and reading it off a piece of paper. And, and that's not relationship, church. That's religion. And religion has never saved anybody. 
Religion has never delivered anybody. But a relationship with Almighty God has. A relationship with God will bring you out to bring you in. A relationship with God will sober your, sober your mind. It will, it, will, it will deliver the drug addict. It will, it will deliver the alcoholic. Come on, somebody. It will set free the bound. Relationship with Christ. When you've encountered this Jesus, when you touch Jesus and Jesus touches you, I can tell you nothing will ever be the same. When you really get a hold of Jesus, when you have a relationship with Christ, not with the church, not not religion, but a rela- not getting baptized and not doing these external things. But when you have a relationship with Christ, everything changes. Aren't you glad today that you can have a relationship with Jesus? I am battling and struggling with how I want to preach this. So I'm just going to rely on the Holy Spirit to help me here in this service today. I want you to take a notice, take a look at Acts chapter 2 verse 21. Now I don't know, I didn't tell them that scripture, but you you should have your Bible. And I want you to look what it says. The truth in this verse. This is what it says. It says, then everyone, this is Acts chapter 2 verse 21. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Calm down. Calm down, everybody. See, I know you don't get that because if you got that right now, you'd be shouting. If you understood the miraculous, gracious, wonder-working power of Jesus, you would not be able to stay silent right now. You would not be able to be still right now. If you, if, if, you, if you really got a hold of what I just said and you really believed it, I'm telling you right now, there'd be a smile on your face. Some of you are so sad today. I don't know why you're sad. I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what you're going through today. But can I tell you something? Whosoever, let me help you out. Let me encourage you today. If you can't shout, let me just shout. Let me shout by myself. I just shout right by myself this morning. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever. You know what that means? That means a drug addict. That means a homosexual. That means a fornicator. That means a black man, a white man, a Chinese man, whoever. A Methodist, Episcopalian, somebody that had never heard of Jesus, somebody that's heard Jesus all their life, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. Just call on him. Just call on him. I don't know everything about theology. You don't have to. Hear me. Just call on the name of the Lord. And here's the thing. You won't be calling him first. He has already called you. He's waiting on you. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, this first point I want to talk about in my, this mission statement that I shared with you, relationship with Christ, relationship with each other, relationship with our community. This is who we are. And I want, to, I want, to, I want us to look at the, the most powerful three-minute message ever recorded. And that's the message that Peter preached after the day of Pentecost or on the day of Pentecost. I timed it. I read through it and it was three minutes long. And I thought, Jamie, boy, I got a lot to learn. (laughs) Peter preached three minutes and 3,000 people got saved. I think that's a message we ought to look back on and see what we can dig out of it. And I will start with verse 22. Fellow Israelites, listen to these words. This Jesus of Nazareth was a man attested to you. Now stop just a minute. What you've got to understand is, now Jesus has already been crucified. Jesus has already been placed in a tomb. Jesus has already risen again. Jesus has already ascended into heaven. Okay? He tells his disciples, you go into the upper room and you wait till you be endued with power. And then when you receive this power, it's going to be a power to witness, to preach the gospel, to share the gospel with boldness and power. And you're going to see miracles. It's going to be amazing. So that's what they've done. They waited. And the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them. And after they received the baptism of this power, the baptism of the Spirit of God, 
Peter steps out of the upper room. Oh, they, people were there around there looking and they seen this manifestation of power. They had all kinds of questions. And Peter said, let me tell you what this is. He said, this is a miracle of Jesus. I've got the gospel of Jesus and I want to share it with you. The, this Jesus of Nazareth was, was a man attested to you by God with miracles, wonders, and signs. And Jesus done these wonders and miracles and signs. He did them among you, just as you yourselves know. Though he was delivered up according to God's determined plan and foreknowledge, you used lawless people to nail him to a cross and to kill him. Now, I want to look at the first part of this message, and this is why I can't preach this thing in three minutes. I want you to see what it says at first. It says, this Jesus, the one you seen do miracles among you, do signs in your presence, do wonders among you, this same Jesus you killed. You turned him over to lawless people. Now, I believe this speaks of these religious people turning Jesus over to the Romans. Lawless people to be crucified. To kill Jesus. I want to stop right there. I want to preach a little off of Peter's message and say, this Jesus that I'm preaching today, this message that I'm preaching today is the message of Jesus Christ. It is the gospel of Jesus. I'm preaching about the one who has done miracles among you. I'm preaching about the one who has delivered you. I'm preaching about the one who has, has healed family members. I'm, I'm preaching about the one who delivered your children out of bondage and out of sin. I'm preaching about the one who healed my daughter when my daughter brought her, her lifeless, the lifeless body of my daughter. Now let me just testify. Can I testify my lifeless daughter into my bedroom at three o'clock in the morning, blew around the lips, and my wife cried out to Jesus. I'm freaking out, my wife's crying out. And she cried out to Jesus. And I watched as she rebuked. I remember the prayer she prayed. I rebuke the spirit of death in the name of Jesus. And I watched life go back into my daughter's body. I'm talking about just flood. I'm talking about color come back into her body. Her eyes open back up. Life, where there was no life, there is life. Let me tell you, I, this same Jesus is the Jesus I'm preaching about today. It's the same Jesus that will deliver a demoniac. It's the same Jesus that'll set a person who's tormented by sin and by demonic spirit. Will it, Randy? Will it, Willie, Willie? Listen, Randy's sitting right back there about five rows deep. Randy came into this church last week. Demonically possessed. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. Well, there was about 30, I don't know how many is here today who can testify to that in this service, but in the nine o'clock service, there was about 30 people who seen what I'm about to tell you. And he came in, and he may not even know to the extent of what he was facing or going through, but he was contorted, foaming out the mouth. And my friend who goes to church here come and tap me on the shoulder while we were baptizing people and said you need to you may want to come out here there's something going on in the foyer this guy well I think he's demon possessed we go back there and church is still going on in here so y'all don't know nothing about it we walk back in the foyer right outside the door and there's people holding on to Randy this is a miracle 
holding on to Randy. Told the people, there were so many people, in fact, you'd be proud of your church. Because I'm telling you, if he'd have walked in most churches, they would have escorted him out the building. He would have never got on the property. But friend, if we can't help him, who's going to help him? If we don't have the answer, who does have the answer? Huh? We walked out. There was a bunch of people praying. I said, can you back up just a little bit? Can y'all move back? And they picked, I said, stand him up. And they stood Randy up. And Randy wanted to be free. He wanted to be free. See, there's a lot of people that don't want to be free. But Randy wanted to be free. And there's a lot of people that won't ever be free because they don't want to be free. There's a lot of things that we call a lot of different things and they're, they're not these things we call them. They are possessed by demonic spirits. It still is real. They stand him up and they stood him up and, and it was a bad sight. The eyes of his, his eyes were black. The color of his eye, where you'd have color, all that was black. Somebody say, well, maybe he was drunk. Maybe he was, maybe he was uh, high. Well, I had an expert drug addict. <laughs> Ex-drug addict tell me, no, nah, that ain't drugs. Uh-uh. By the way, this ex-expert drug addict was down at the, his feet praying for him. That's the kind of church this is, by the way. And I looked at him and I said, no, 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 it ain't that. And I would have normally been frightful because I'm nobody, I'm nothing. You think I'm, I'm something special, I'm nobody. I just love Jesus, okay? And I would have been scared, but there was a holy boldness that come upon me and was on those other people as well. And he wanted to be free. Randy wanted to be free. And I've done what the Bible says, the way Jesus done it. Jesus said, I, t I command you to tell me your name, you demonic spirit. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you, demonic spirit, to tell me your name. And without thinking, without hesitation, he said, my name is Cecil. Were yeah. you there? Did you hear it, anybody? If you were there, raise your hand. Here, 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 here. So if I'm crazy, all these other people are crazy too. And I said, tell me again in the name of Jesus. I didn't hear. I said, tell me again. He said, my name is Cecil. I said, in the name of Jesus, Cecil. In the name of Jesus. Not in my name, not in their name, not in all our power of praying together, but just in the name of Jesus. That's how Jesus done it. You don't fight. You don't struggle with a demonic spirit. We don't have no ability. We don't have no power to do that. We're not, we're not capable of doing that. We just do what Jesus does. In the name of Jesus. And when we, I said, in the name of Jesus, you've got to leave this man. Go. His body went limp. He fell to the floor. Somewhere, I'm missing some parts, I'm sure, but somewhere in there, Randy said, Jesus is Lord. His eyes, his eyes were clear where there was anger and malice and hatred. There was tears flowing down his eyes. A brand new person. He's right here. Raise your hand, Randy. Come on. He's a walking, talking miracle. Sit down, sit down. That ain't the best part. That's great, but that ain't the best part. The best part is, I said, well, I said listen, y'all, we've got music is going, worship's going on in here. The place was packed. That day I wore a suit. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> but anyway, I said, I've got to, we got to get back in here. Y'all help Randy, those who want to help him get cleaned up, and let's get him back in church. And we're going to go back in here. I said, let's go back to church. Let's go back in church. And we went in church. The message was preached. The message of Jesus, the gospel of Jesus. I'll get to the best part. And the altar call was given. 
And Randy comes down with tears running down his face. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. That's the miracle. This same Jesus that I'm preaching, Andy, is the same Jesus. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. That's in this house right now. It is not a yesterday gospel. It is not a last year gospel. It is not a, 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 a gospel of just the book of Acts, but it is a gospel for today. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I seen him deliver somebody last week, but I seen him deliver somebody yesterday. And I believe that God's going to do something today in this house. If you're broken, he can heal you. If you're lost, he'll find you. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes, it washes white as snow. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you whether you like it or not, about the blood of Jesus. Let me tell you about the blood of Jesus. Listen, you got to know it. It ain't good enough for your mama to know it or your daddy to know it. You've got to know it for yourself, students. Ah, let me tell you about the blood of Jesus. It'll wash, make you white as snow. Oh, hallelujah. And this was the Jesus that they were preaching, that Peter was preaching. And this is the Jesus I'm preaching to you. And he said, listen, you killed him. You crucified him. I like the next part. Uh, next part. <laughs> Though he was delivered up according to God's determined plan and foreknowledge, you used lawless people to nail him to a cross and kill him. Next part. But God raised him up. <laughs> wow! But God raised him up. And I'm telling you today, no matter how long you've been down, no, how, no matter how long you've stayed out, no, how, no matter how long you've been addicted, no matter how long you've been depressed and full of anxiety, can I tell you, God can bring you out. 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 If you'll just place your faith in Jesus, this same Jesus, this Jesus that Peter preached, this Jesus that my great-granddaddy preached, this Jesus that I'm preaching to you today, this Jesus that my mama believes in, this Jesus that my grandmama believes in, if you You'll place your faith in this Jesus. He will save your soul. And I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it, Romans chapter 1 verse 16, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone, to everyone who believes. God raised Jesus up. He raised him up. Ending the pains of death. Because it was not possible for him to be held by death. Then go to verse 29. Brothers and sisters, I can confidently speak to you. See, they had a hang up with David. These were Jewish people married to the law and they didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah and they had this hang up with David and Peter began to preach about and speak about this truth about David David was a patriarch but David was not the Messiah and this is what he says I can confidently speak to you about the patriarch David he is both dead and he is buried and his tomb is with us this day. Now let me tell you why there ain't nothing like Jesus. There ain't nobody like Jesus. Because Allah, you know, he's the Islamic prophet. Allah died. He succumbed to sickness and died. And I don't know where he's buried at. Or what case he's enshrined in. But can I tell you something? His bones are still there. Amen. He 
is still, you say, this is an Easter message. No, this is a Christmas message. Just wait. He's still there. Joseph Smith, dead. If you're a Mormon today, it's a false gospel. It's a lie. And Joseph Smith is a liar. And when he received some revelation, I'm telling you, he was high as a kite when he received it. It is not the gospel. It is a false gospel. And Joseph Smith, he died. He did. And you know what? Wherever they placed him in, whatever tomb they put him in, he's still there. His bones are there. Whatever clothes they wrapped him up in, they're there. That's what he's in. I'm just Confucius, dead. But there is one. Oh, they put the nails in his hands and in his feet. They put a crown of thorns on his head and they suspended him between heaven and earth hanging from a cross. Before he ever got to that cross, they tied him to a whipping post where they beat him that would, and the beating would have normally killed any other man, but he was not just any other man. He was the son of the living God with a mission to complete. He, on that cross, didn't just die. Uh-uh. The Bible says there was something going on that me and you could not see. On that cross, all of our sin, past, present, and future, every sin that had been committed, every sin that was being committed, and every sin that would be committed, Jesus took upon his body all of those sins. You say, well, how did he do that? Well, that's because he had no sins of his own. He had room because he had no sins of his own. He was perfect, spotless, sinless. The only thing he got in trouble for was when he ran away from his parents. They couldn't find him. In fact, he didn't run away. He just walked over there doing the will of God. And they were looking for him at 12 years old. And you know where he was at? He was in the temple. The word, the word, the word, speaking the word to these, to these teachers. And they said, what are you doing, Jesus? And he looked at his mama and said, don't you know, I gotta be about my father's business. <laughs> oh, there's something different about Jesus. I said, there's something different about Jesus. I said, there's something different about Jesus. Yeah. The Bible says he called out, screamed out, took a breath and said, it is finished. The Bible says the veil in the temple tore from top to bottom. See, men couldn't come to God. They had to have a high priest. It was a, it was a religious system. Oh, it was God had God in place, but God had put in place, but there was a better system. There was a better covenant. There was a work still to be done, and it was the work of Jesus. And when Jesus died on that cross, he said, there won't be no need for no priest anymore to confess to. There won't be no waiting, and, and, and at one time of the year, you can come into the presence of God. No, 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 no. He done away with the veil. He done away with the temple, and he said, if any man shall call upon my name, not if any man and me and you get together, but if I call upon the name of the Lord, I can be in a ditch, I can be at work, I can be all jacked up, but if I call upon the name of the Lord, he will hear my prayer. This is what the work of Jesus does. He's seated at the right hand of God. And when I call out to Jesus, Jesus says, hey God, that, that, they're, calling, they're calling on you. Listen to them. They, they place their faith in me. This is the work of Jesus. He gave me access to God. Oh yeah, they put him on a cross. And yeah, he took his final breath on that cross. But on the third day, after they placed him in the tomb he rose again so that me and you could rise so that we could come up out of our sin and walk in life and freedom this is the message that Peter preached he said in verse 32 God's raised this Jesus and we are all witnesses of this and I'm a witness of it too I wasn't there. I wasn't there when they crucified him. I wasn't there when they placed him inside the tomb. But I was there. Mm. I was there when I called on the name of Jesus. 
I was there, but he was there. And if he was there, then I could tell you where he ain't. He ain't in a tomb. If he was there, he wasn't in a tomb. If he was there with me, he wasn't on a cross. He was there with me. And I'm telling you right now today, this same Jesus which Peter preached, this same Jesus that, my, that I'm preaching today is a Jesus that will raise you up out of sin, that'll raise you up out of defeat, that'll raise you up out of trespasses and sin and bring you to life. His cross was our cross and his resurrection is our resurrection. The Bible says he's seated at the right hand of God and has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and he's poured it out. And this is what you see in here. See that? He's poured it out and this is what you see and you hear. When you hear miracles, like I spoke to you today about, when I tell you about Tyler, is that his name? Tyler? Tyler, who had to have heart surgery, 12 years old, open heart surgery, where they were going to try to do it with a stent. He'd already had open heart surgery as an infant. And he'd come up for prayer while we were at the move. Yeah, come on. And we prayed. I said, how many people believe that God can heal this little boy? totally and completely, and that when he gets to the doctor, they won't have to do surgery. And about a, several hundred people said, yeah, I do. I believe it. And we laid hands on this little boy. And God, we, didn't, we couldn't see it, but God was doing something. I shared this with you two weeks ago. He went in two weeks before his heart surgery. And the doctor said, his heart's still messed up. That he's starving for blood. We've got to do this surgery. If we don't do this, if we don't open up that artery, his heart is going to be permanently damaged. He'll die. But we still believed God. Friday came the day of the surgery. They went up. They'd done a, cath, uh, a heart cath on him and they were going to try to repair the artery while they were in there. When they got in there, you know, you can see everything on that screen. The doctor can't and tell what's wrong. When they got in there, they couldn't tell what was wrong because there wasn't nothing wrong. They pulled that out. They called the family in there and they said two weeks ago, we wouldn't have got you here for nothing. Two weeks ago, he had to have this surgery. I'm here, look, right here, where the artery is almost completely closed off. But today, this same artery has got longer and it's got wider. Tell me who can do that. Tell me who can do that. What? What he's poured out. What you see. And what you hear. This is Jesus. This is a dried up, stale religion. This is the move of God. And today he wants to save you. He wants to heal you. He wants to have a relationship with you. I don't care what stale, dead, dried up church you've been to before. Don't you think for a minute that's Jesus. Don't you think for a minute that's Jesus. This Jesus gives life. This Jesus is joy. The Bible says after he preached this message, guys, you'll just have to find where I'm at. Say when he preached this message, that they were pricked in their hearts. Let me see. Verse 37. When they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. 
I want to ask you today, are you pierced to the heart? Does this word pierce your heart? Does it wake up something on the inside of you? Does it stir something within you? Does it cause you to want more? Does it cause you to despise the day of dried up dead religion? Wasteless moments. Listening to preachers preach the same old rhetoric they don't even believe themselves. Are you pierced and pricked to the heart? You know what they said? As a result of their heart being cut, they said, Peter, tell me what we should do then. This is the same thing that the jailer said to Paul when God brought him out of prison, Paul out of prison, and, 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 and Paul is preaching the message of Jesus. The jailer says, what must I do to be saved? I pray to God today that if your heart is being pricked, oh God, and I hope it's not so callous that it's not being pricked. If your heart feels callous and you don't feel a prick in your heart, you better cry out to God right now. You better cry out to God right now. You bow your little head and you start praying right now. Because if you don't feel a prick in your heart, if you don't feel your heart cut at the truth of God's word, this word is a, a two-edged sword. Cuts in, it cuts out. And if you don't feel the cutting of the word, nonchalantly coming to church, oh, now I'm feeling... You come to church nonchalantly, you don't understand this Jesus. You think this church is about me? Well, if it was, you come nonchalantly. You come like there's no reason to have passion and there's no thing, reason to serve and to live for God. But friend, this ain't about me. I come and I go. I may never come back to this church. I may, God may move me to Afghanistan tomorrow. Don't. <laughs> this ain't about me. It's about the one I preach. It's about Jesus. And if he's not cutting your, this isn't a place you just come in and think, oh, it's just church. It ain't just church. What I told you, does that sound like just church? What I've been preaching to you today with the stories I've told you, does that sound like church? This is more than church. This is Jesus. This is the power of the Holy Spirit residing in people. This is a place where we, are, we lift him up and where he is lifted up. He'll draw all men nigh. This is a place where the Holy Spirit falls. The power of God moves. And I won't settle for anything less. We'll never be the uptown church. I don't want to be. But I want to be the church that's down on my knees. I want to be the church that calls out and cries out to God. I want to be the church that's in intercession for the lost. For the drugs addicts and the broken and the hurting. And all those who are in sin. I want to be in intercession. I don't want to be in entertainment. But I want to be an intercession. When they heard this, they were pierced to their heart. And I pray right now, Holy Ghost, that you would pierce people to their heart right now. God, for if they're lost, that you would pierce their hearts right now. Oh God, that you would pierce their hearts, cut their hearts right now, prick their hearts right now. God, if they are dried up, if they have grown cold, lukewarm, Prick their hearts. Holy Spirit of God. The Bible said, they said, what should we do? And then Peter said, this is what you do. Repent. Repent. Repent and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus. There is only one name. There is only one name. And it is the name of Jesus. There is only one name that leads to salvation. It is Jesus. He is salvation. Repent. Be baptized. Each of you in that name. Your sins will be forgiven. You will receive the gift of the Spirit.
for this promise is for you and your children. I want to tell somebody, mom and daddy, the same God you serve, your children will serve. I don't think nobody here need to hear that. I, I miss God when I said that. I need to let me say it again. The same God that you're serving, your children will serve. I said the same God you're serving, your children will serve. I said the same God, you're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Mary, and Debbie, and Sandy, and Keith, and, 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 Stacy. Sure got stuck. They will serve. You hear what I'm saying? Anybody want to receive that today? Well, they seem far off. Good. And all who are far off. As many as the Lord God will call. And I'm telling you, he's calling everybody. Now, hey, whether they answer, that's on them. But he's calling. The work has been done. Everything that God needs to do has been done. And he's calling. Musicians and singers come. I want to ask you today, is God calling? Is God calling you? Today I have nothing to do but the will of God. I'm asking you and I want you to look at me like me and you is having a conversation now. Not me and I'm not preaching to you. I'm me and you having a conversation. I want you to stand up and look at me right now. Come on, stand everybody on your, on your feet. Those who are watching online, look at me. Hear me right now. I've got other stuff I've got to, that I was supposed to preach. It didn't work out that way. Look at me. Do you know this Jesus that I've preached today? I know everybody in here don't. You know how I know that? Because I pray God would bring sinners Lost people. So there's people in here that don't believe that. There's people in here who cannot say with 100% assurity, I know this Jesus. Some of you came here because somebody invited you. Yeah, they invited you on purpose. So that you could hear this gospel today. I'm asking you this morning, if you'll look at me and I'm looking at you today, ma'am, sir, if Jesus is dealing with you today, would you surrender your life to him? Would you receive him today? You say, well, I don't know, Clay Malachi, I don't know, I don't know if I should wait or do it today. Could I just, should I just wait? I mean, it's Christmas. You know, I got Christmas going on. I got people here that know me today. Oh, you know, that's Satan. God's already made a plan and you're just trying to make an excuse. All you've got to do is come. And she's coming now.
She come to me and said she wants to make God her Savior today. Okay. The ice has been broken. Well, I would go, Pastor. Somebody else would step out. Well, they've already stepped out. Now I want to ask you, sir, ma'am, if you do not know Jesus today as your Lord and Savior, and your heart has been cut and pricked, you've got to do something with this word. Some of you would say right now, later, I'll do it later. Yesterday's, let me tell you something about the way later works and time works. Yesterday's gone, tomorrow's not promised. Today is the day of salvation. Today. Today. So I ask you right now. Not only am I going to ask you, your neighbor's going to ask you. Your brother and your sister. The person sitting beside you is going to ask you. I'm going to ask you to be a missionary right now. Because this is such a personal thing. Listen to me. Look at me real quick. There was a, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is about a man who's paralyzed. And Jesus is in this paralyzed man's neighborhood, but he can't go to Jesus because he's paralyzed. But he had four good friends. And the four good friends know this man needed a healing. He needed Jesus. So they got him dressed. Are you listening to me? They got him dressed. They got him loaded up on a stretcher and they took him to the house where Jesus was. They dropped him in through the roof because <laughs> there were so many people around the house. And the Bible says as Jesus was teaching, here comes this man being lowered down in the house. And Jesus heals the man's body and he saves his soul. So right now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to be a friend to somebody. And I want you to ask the person to the left of you or the right of you and say, hey, listen, if you need to come to Jesus today, I'll go down with you. Do that right now. Ask them right now. Be a missionary to somebody. If you need to come to Jesus and you take them by the hand and you bring them, come on. Anybody else? Anybody else? Now I want you to look at me. Everybody. It's faith in Jesus that saves you. Don't matter what you've done, where you've been, how messed up you think your life may be. If you'll place your faith in Jesus today, at me. Uh, yeah, these people just, oh, wait, 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 just a minute, before we do all that. If you're getting saved today, this is a faith work. You place your faith in Jesus. You believe that he died for you, and he rose again for you, and he'll save you, rescue you from your sin. Be a child of God. And then you follow Jesus. You say, I'm going to live my life now to follow him. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to do I'm going I'm to submit to discipleship. I need people to teach me about the Lord so important 
But today, all your sins can be forgiven and erased. Past, erased. So I want everybody to pray this prayer with me right now. Everybody in this church, on this, up here in the front. Say, Lord, forgive me of all my sin. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose again from me. I heard the gospel today. I heard the word today. And I receive it. I believe it's true. I believe Jesus died for me. And I believe he rose again for me. I receive your grace, Jesus. Your mercy. Your love. And your forgiveness. I turn my back on sin. I'm going to keep my eyes on you. My focus on you. Thank you for saving me. Now I'm going to follow you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, can somebody give God praise? Get a car. Can somebody give God praise today? Lift your hands all over the building. Father, we thank you now. We bless you. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for your miracle-working power. Thank you for rescuing people from hell, God. Lord, we we never get tired of seeing this miracle of salvation. It is the greatest miracle of all. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Listen, if you, if you got saved today, you need to come to New Believer Small Group tomorrow night, Monday night, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock here at the church. Supper and child care is provided, and we want to see you there. Come back tonight. Come back tonight for our Christmas encounter. God bless you. I love you. See you next week. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. If you were, please feel free to share on social media, subscribe, or leave us a review. We can't wait for you to join us here again.